Hey, everybody. It's episode 453 of PodQuest. Hey! It's Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. The hello is not the same without Drew's uh, bassy voice. Yeah, it, the, the, you don't. Got, you guys don't have that, like, echo harmony thing going on. Exactly. Yeah, Drew's not here this week. He will be back next week. Um, unless he's not. He'll probably be back next week, though. Yeah, probably. Um, and you know what? There wasn't a ton of stuff this week, so... No, it's been, uh, we've, we've, it's been kind of slow, and I've been super busy with other things where I haven't been able to, like, keep up on things, and with Apex taking I was gonna over say, also, the, month, the only thing you've been playing this month is Apex. <laughs> pretty much, minus, um, the occasional, uh, or minus the long dark. But actually, yesterday, yesterday, here's a fun story, because you don't, you don't watch my streams because I'm on too late, because you're a baby and you have to go to bed early. Um... I started stream at 7.30 and only played Apex till about 9.30. That's when my partner decided, like, all right, he's done. He's going to stop playing. Um, and I was like, I am not doing ranked uh, without at least a duo. Because when I did it last Thursday, it fucking destroyed me mentally. I was not having it. I was not happy. I was having a very bad time. So when he left, I was like, what should I play, guys? So they were like, uh, how about Stardew? Something chill to wind down. So I was like, all right. I popped on Stardew. And I played through like a day or two. Like I started a new save file because we went into an old save file that I had no fucking idea what to do. So I was like, I'm just going to start new because this is how I do it. And then like w- after like two days of, of playing Stardew, we were talking about like going back to old saves and revisiting old saves. And I was like, you know, I wonder if I still have all of the cities saved from when I played City Skylines on my PlayStation. And so I installed... City Skylines on my PS5, and I spent an hour going through 15 cities that I built over the course of a year. Some of them I spent two hours on. Some of them I spent 10 hours on. But it was just like a bunch of just going back through cities, and I was like, man, this is actually nice to get away from Apex for a bit. And, uh, like, this going down memory lane and building some of these cities, because it's like, I remember this one, I remember that one, this one was cool, that one was cool... And I was just like, I was having so much fun just going back through those things. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, I also just found some kind of bummer news. Um, What's that? So, voice actor James Carter Cathcart, um, who you may know as the voice of Professor Oak, Gary Oak, James, and Meowth from Pokemon, Mm -hmm. um, announced that he is retiring from voice acting because he has throat cancer. That sucks. So like he's it's it looks like he's going to finish up um the dubbing for what's left of that final season of Pokemon with Ash mm-hmm. and then will be retiring and hopefully recovering because it sounds hopefully like he's, he can recover, he's yeah. going through treatments and all but yeah. yeah that's a bummer it's like it I mean does. he he has been those voices for the last 25 years Yeah that like, sucks he, he may be the only like English voice actor involved with that show since episode one. Did they change Ash's voice? I'm sure they kept it. Ash's they did. Voice. A- actually, um, Ash's voice changed so long ago that the second voice actress has actually done it longer than the first voice actress. Hmm. Wow. Um. Yeah. Uh. I want to say it was like 2004, maybe 2004 mm-hmm. or five. It was. Um. I think it was around like the advance generation which would have been like the ruby sapphire seasons mm-hmm. is when they changed i'm actually looking uh voice actors 
Yeah, Veronica Taylor was the original one for seasons one through eight. And then Sarah Nettocheni has been from season nine through season 25. Jesus Christ. 25 seasons. Yeah. And like, <sighs> what That's is wild. Pokemon season eight? Pokemon eight would be, hey, yeah, advanced battle. So what year was that? 2000? Yeah, 2004 to 5 was the last season that Veronica Taylor did. So the season after that, which was Battle Frontier, it looks like, mm-hmm. which was a weird one, um, would have been the first one that they changed voice actors. Okay. But, like, I can't think... I don't... So Team Rocket was not in the first episode. So, like, I know Professor Oak was, obviously. I'm pretty sure Gary may Gary have been for, like, a second. So I think he, he was there was. as Ash, like, ran up in his pajamas late. Yeah. Um, I think they battled. No, they did point. not. Or maybe um, later on in the season they did. Nope. Um, Ash and Gary did not battle until, like, I don't know, ten years ago? Oh, weird. They did not, as as far as I can remember, there was never a battle between Ash and Gary until after Gary had hung up being a trainer. Or was <laughs> hanging up. Because he, he's like a researcher Gary, now. How can Gary be your rival if you've never fucking battled him? Yep. Get, like... There was never a battle with the two of them. Like, Gary would usually roll up and be like, man, you're pathetic. You only have Sup, one badge. Nerds. I have 12 badges, bitch. Yeah. I have more badges than you can actually get. Yeah, it's like, I got badges from gyms that don't even exist in this region. Yeah. Oh, fucking Gary. Um, but, where was I going with that? But yeah, so, like, he would be potentially the only voice actor involved still from episode one. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of wild to think about, because, like, Assuming um, they never changed Jesse's voice, she may be the second longest at that point. Uh, you know, they probably kept the same voice actor for Pikachu. But so I'm talking English voice actors. Do you think they dubbed over Pikachu? You, you don't think they dubbed over Pikachu in English? No, Pikachu is actually still the Japanese voice actress. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Um, as far as I know, unless the Pokemon says its name and its name is different in English... Um, the majority of them are usually the Japanese ones still. Mm. Um, so like, like if Charizard actually says it's said its name, um, or Charmander is actually probably a good one. Like I'm, I'm Charmander. They probably changed the name for. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked. Um, there's only one person who has voiced Pikachu that, um, in like the, in the, the anime. What about in the movie when he talks? I'm not talking about Ryan Reynolds and Detective Pikachu. I'm talking about, like, in the animated Pokemon movie where he talks. We don't talk about Pokemon, I choose you. <laughs> but Pikachu has a voice there. That's true. But that doesn't count because it's, a, it's an hallucination. Yeah, something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what the what happened. Like, Ash blacked out it's, from... I don't know. It's it's They don't necessarily say it's a hallucination, but it's like, as Ash is, like, kind of being killed... Uh, Pikachu's like, oh, I love you, or something like that. And it's it, like, it's, I, I want to be with you, or something. Yeah. So I think it's one of those moments where Ash is trying to convince Pikachu to get inside the Pokeball. Yeah, or something like that. I don't really know. It was a weird movie. It was interesting. I, I never watched it. I know, I know that is the movie where the, um, or at least I, I believe that's the movie where the, the, um, the meme comes from of why does Nurse Joy look so confused? It's because, um, this kid just said that his his rat um, fought a god. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, I guess we should get into it though. Uh, yeah. Rich, what is on the agenda this week? So there's some uh, pretty 
uh, for fans of the series, pretty exciting as well as pretty interesting Monster Hunter news that came out this week. Some yesterday, some, uh, the rest today. Uh, Cobb, you actually went to go see the Super Mario Bros. movie. Um, there was a Nindies showcase today. Um, so if you're a fan of indie Nintendo game or indie games going on, on Nintendo consoles, you'll enjoy that. Uh, Chris, you went to go see the Disney exhibit. And depending on time, we might talk about probably more about the Mandalorian because our collective, uh, answer to the Flash is it sucks. I don't um, know. I, I, I have some, some things I would like to air about the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> we could, we could discuss those as well. I'm, I, but we found out today that I am four or five episodes behind and one of them is not available to watch. So. But they're uh, not good, yeah. so it's okay. Yeah, they're not good, so it's okay. Uh, but before we start that, do you mind if I tell the silly story of Brose? Oh yeah, go just for it. Just because it's, because it's funny. I just find it hilarious. So I've spoken about Brose in the past to anybody who has listened to us for forever. We started Brose, another podcast of mine in 2018. Uh, I believe it was 2018. Um, we did, we would record once every three weeks or so. We would drop three, three, or an episode a week, blah, blah, blah. And we still release episodes. And they use um, the worst numbering scheme I have eh, ever had the misfortune of seeing. It's not bad, okay? It's hey, fine, relax. It's the worst. <laughs> I've seen worse, okay? If you look at how a season episode is titled, two, season 201 isn't the 201st episode, it's season 2 episode 1. Yeah, that makes sense. But there's only 224, because it only goes up to 224, and yeah. then it goes to 301. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it's not good. It's not okay. 301 episodes. It's anyway, better than episode 32.2. Because it's episode 32, and it's the second section of episode 32. And you, you, you get the, all the inside jokes from 32.32 in 32, and then other 32. That's why we did it. But look, it is what it is. Who cares? It's not about the numbering. It's about... What happened with the show? Well, nothing happened with the show. But we get a message from a buddy of ours in a group chat we're in where he's like, hey, what's going on here? And he shows us this message or he shows us a screen cap of I believe he's using maybe Google podcasts, maybe a different podcast catcher. And it's of the podcast Brose colon the podcast with uh, a uh, there's there's an uh, a. An illustrated image of the two guys on Brose, colon, the podcast, um, that started in late 2020. The font used, or the stylization of the cursive font that they used to write Brose, the color background of the, the illustration, and the illustrated people themselves match almost one for one our original logo that was designed by, by our collective friend, Shannon Vogel, who's been on this show before. So somebody tried to steal our idea and podcast, apparently, it looks, it seems like, but could only get six months in. <laughs> Which is just, like, like I said when you, like, posted that in Discord, like, if it was just the name, like, if they were just doing Brose, the podcast or whatever, yeah, sure. Then, you know what, like, is, yeah. that that is not such a unique name that somebody else couldn't have come up with it. Exactly. Um, it's, it's a pretty, it, if you are talking, if, if wine is involved, like, that is a pretty straightforward connection. 
If you go on to any podcasting app and you just search the term brose, B-R-O-S-E, don't add any uh, 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 accent marks or anything over the E, just type in brose. Brose has kind of very bad SEO for our show. Because there are a bunch of shows with the word brose in some form in them. So brose is not our sh- is not our word. It is our show. It's not our word. So yeah, you're right that having the term like brose the podcast or something like that. Sure, do I mean, your thing, to, whatever. To be fair, on Spotify, y'all are the third option. But still, we're the third option. We're not number one, but it's just like, if you look at even on Google, or or I think it might have been Spotify that I was looking that up, my Google is, uh, uh, it has my, I subscribe to Brose on my Google podcast, so it pushes that first. Um, but it's just, it's funny, like you said, everything else is pretty much exactly the same. The yeah, like art it's, it's is even the, the same, same style. background color. This background color is the same, like peach pink background color. It is all the same. So once they sent that, I was like, yo, send me their information. Send me any information they got. I want to look into this because I want to message them. And one of the other guys was like, look, they haven't made an episode since 2021. I think we're in the clear. But it's still like, I kind of want to reach out to these guys and be like, yo, so this is Richie from the Brose podcast. You know, you took pretty much our thing right i don't care what your show is about you took our art and you took our logo so i have a question real quick um this has just been bugging me since you said it so your background you called it peach pink i mean it's it's a it's yeah i guess that fits that fits the color yeah why did you guys not make it like rose pink I've, I, that's, that was a, uh, a Shannon artist decision to make that, and it works. It's a so good what color. So what you're saying is Shannon's a bad artist. No, no, maybe. No, uh, it's just, it was, we liked the color, and it's, it works. Like, rose isn't, like, like, rose, most roses aren't the same pink color, and you tend to get a more of an off, off, you like more of a like peachish pink like that we have i'm just saying like man, that brand that branding is that, important that peach pink color is closer to a general ro- bros- a, a rose than the rose pink probably branding man branding look it's fine it's fine it probably is called rose pink i don't know you'd have to ask no, shannon no. but tell, i said that us- i also sent it to shannon and she's like man they didn't just steal the art they stole everything she's like i yeah. might want to i she's like i might create a new logo for you guys just to say the original underneath i'm like that would be great <laughs> that is kind of wild though yeah um but go ahead fill all us right. in on all the monster hunter bullshit so we're gonna start with the um the 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 less um the thing that you're probably gonna have less to talk about or question, uh, they had uh, the announcement for the next title update for Monster Hunter Rise, which actually comes out on 420. Uh, it should, if if you're you're not, li- you're obviously you can't listen to it the day we record, which is, is on the 19th. Actually, like the, it goes live tonight at like 10 o'clock. Um, but it is, it's introducing a new uh, a new Elder Dra- a returning Elder Dragon from a previous game called Amatsu, which uh, I have never fought before because I never got to that point in that game. And an, an enhanced version of one of the current uh, monsters, um, Risen uh, Kusha, uh, Risen Shig- Shigeru Magala. Um, 
Which, I mean, the, the risen Shaggy, I'm, I'm, I like fighting sh- uh, Shaggy, so I'm, I'm happy with that. The Amatsu, we were all expecting this to be the final update. We were expecting this to be it, to be done. Amatsu was supposed to be like the big bad is what we were expecting. Um, there was no information for any future updates on any, um, roadmaps. This was like, this is it. Um, then they dropped on us at the end of the presentation that they will have one final monster drop in June. And that is it. Monster Hunter Rise will be over, basically, in June. With the final monster, which they basically hinted is going to be a variant version of Malzino, which is the monster that was, like, kind of the big bad throughout most of Sunbreak. But then, after you beat it, you found out there was another big bad. Uh, but he's, like, the representation of uh, Dracula in this game, because it was Dracula, werewolves, and, and Frankenstein. But I'm I'm excited. It's actually going to bring me back. I'm going to reintroduce weekly Monster Hunter streams onto my I'm stream. I'm excited even. that it's going to stop updating, too. Oh, well, here's the thing. Uh, TGS, they're announcing the next Monster Hunter game that we're expecting probably, if not this holiday season, next spring. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've like they, said, they confirmed like, confirmed that. They, uh, the creator of, um, of Monster Hunter said, like, keep an eye out for TGS. Like, he, they've, they've said something of that nature. I gotta find what I've been told. I don't know. I can't remember what it is, but we, we are, it is, expected that they are announcing the next mainline game on the equivalent uh, equal to monster hunter world 2 basically come uh by christmas if not spring next year probably but i mean it might be later but they're at least going to a, most likely going to announce it at tokyo games well fingers crossed it gets canceled it won't it <laughs> I won't know. um i can hope but look that's that's on that it still gives like six to eight to ten months before the next one comes out. Like, depending... I mean, there's going to be a lot of time I'm talking about. I don't talk about Monster Hunter that often anymore. I only talk about it when updates come out. And I the know, last and those update, are the worst. But the last update, I didn't even fucking talk about it. So it's been like four months since I last talked about this game. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I, I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to uh, do the previous update, title update 14 stuff. And then title update 15 stuff, because I never even touched it since before the last update. Um, and then get into the final content. I'm, I'm excited to see that, because I've never actually seen or played a Monster Hunter game all the way through from beginning to end. I never did all of the final content in any Monster Hunter game. Because oh. they do, they do tend to run long. And like the, the, like the, um, the previous versions, like the ultimates and stuff like that, like, they were handheld. I wasn't really into the handheld. I liked the game, but the handheld, like playing on the PSP or the 3DS, it would lose my interest. But like, you would need to buy the game completely all over again. And a lot of the times wouldn't have a safe transfer. So you'd have to play through the game. They didn't have like DLC expansions. It would be, for instance, Monster Hunter Generations and then Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. So Generations was the base version that only got you to high rank and then Gen Ultimate got you to master rank, which did have a safe transfer, but I think some of them didn't or something like that, but it's still like, I would tend to just not buy the ultimate versions or only buy the ultimate versions and then lose, lose touch with them. And then even with world with the four five, 600 hours I played in that, the people I played with stopped playing on PlayStation when it came available on PC 
And so, like, I didn't have anybody to do some of the in-game content with, and I just lost touch with it. I do remember that, like, because you didn't have your PC at that point, so you couldn't get the PC version, yeah. and that's where everybody else went. Yeah, and it's, it was the same with Rise. Like, I kind of stopped Rise on the Switch after, like, the last big update before Sunrise, because I didn't have anybody to play it with, and everyone had moved over to, or Sunbreak, and I, but yeah, I had no one, no one I could play with on Switch, because everyone moved to PC, and then I got it on PC, I got the, all of it, and I put a bunch of hours into it. I don't actually know how many hours I have on it, on it, on PC right now. Let's see real quick. I'm scrolling through. Monster Hunter Rise. Total playtime, 216.3 hours, on top of the 80 hours that I had on the Switch. So it's 300 hours, just about 300 hours, and I'll probably end up putting another 20 to 30 into the new stuff, maybe. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's cool. I'm going to finally be able to experience like the true ending of a Monster Hunter game. And They announced a bunch of other stuff, DLC, or a bunch of like paid cosmetic shit and whatnot, I don't care about that. <laughs> the other thing that they talked about that, like, we can actually maybe have a discussion about is they announced yesterday Monster Hunter Now, which is in development between Capcom and Niantic, the creators of Pokemon Go. It is a phone game that uses the similar AR technology as Pokemon Go to bring you into the Monster Hunter world while you're out experiencing it. I don't like it. I don't know, it's, I have no idea what the fuck it's going to be. Um, I did watch a trailer and they were like, some things are going, some things are back, so like, in previous games, pre-Monster Hunter World, you would have an item called a paintball, which you would throw on the monster and it would mark on the map where the monster is, like, on, on, like the zone that the monster is at, so that this way if the monster flew away, you knew where you could track it. Right. Um, it seems to be that in this one, as you're walking and out in the world, you can throw paintballs at monsters, which then add to your quest list, I guess, I guess, to where when you get home or when you're with friends at the park, you can all pull up your monsters and fight them on your phone or something like that. I don't know. That's I don't know what this is, but I did sign up for the beta just to see what the fuck it is. Um, it has all the same Monster Hunter features, so you fight the monsters, you get the parts, you upgrade your armor, you upgrade your weapons, blah blah blah. You can cut off, uh, tails, you can probably break other body parts. Uh, I think they've said, I think they've come out and said it's going to be swipe, uh, controls and not a control, not control buttons on your, on your phone screen. But I don't know. I really don't know what this is, but I'm just like, I don't know who asked for this. Who the fuck asked for this? Is the question. I, Com, uh, Comcast, Capcom. But like, look, I understand that Monster Hunter at this point is probably their biggest ongoing series. Yes, I think it's bigger than Resident Evil, and yes, I think it's bigger than um, Street Fighter for sure. I think Monster Hunter definitely is their biggest series. Not in, not essentially in terms of like game, number of games wise, which I think it actually is, has more games than both of those, but just like fan I base. It, I don't know that it has more than, um, than either of them. It's probably close, but like. There's, so there's nine numbered Resident Evil games, plus there's the Code Veronica game, so that's 10, and then the two Railgun ga- games, so that's 12, and then. Plus remakes. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I guess you can say plus remakes. So that's so let's say fifteen. Maybe let's go to let's say twenty Resident Evils. There's I would say there's I, I maybe there's not twenty Monster Hunter games in total, but there there's close. You, honestly, there is close. All right, hang on. Four, five, six, seven, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, seventeen. 18, 20, 21, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. There are 30 games in the Resident Evil video game franchise, including remakes. There's a lot of fucking Resident Evil games. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, let's see. Hold on. Not including expansions. Um, uh, there is, I believe, if I'm counting this right, 17 Monster Hunter games. All right. So, all right. Fine. Probably not more than Resident Evil, but there's a lot of fucking Monster Hunter games. Monster Hunter titles is what I'm saying. But I think there's a bigger, there might be a bigger fandom for Monster Hunter games over, for Monster Hunter over like Resident Evil, potentially over Street Fighter. Who knows? I haven't really heard anything about Street Fighter prior to this most recent Street Fighter almost ever. And even with this most recent one. Street Fighter games. But it's, um, I'm, more, I would be more interested in, honestly, a Resident Evil AR game than I would be a Monster Hunter AR game. Actually, yeah, you know what? That sounds like it could be interesting. Because you, you make it to where, you, like, the, quote, Pokestops are, like, ammo and health upgrades and things like that, and you have to survive, and, like, maybe make it to where you you have to avoid the zombies in the, in the world or something. I don't know. If they could figure it out, but, like... I just, this, this, I don't know, this is going to be so weird, it's going to be so dumb, but I'm probably going to like it, is what I'm scared of. I mean, like, I will, I'll, I will, uh, excuse me, I will not try it, like, we both know that, but yeah. I wholeheartedly believe the only version of these games that works is Pokemon. Like, the Harry Potter and Ghostbusters ones were both trash, they were not good games, they were not fun, there was nothing interesting about them. Um, yeah, I, I also... I'd, I, don't I tried think... to get into Harry Potter and it was bleh. Yeah, that that in- Ingress that was their original game, cool con- like it, it was a cool concept to like kind of start what these things could yeah. be, but like no one cares. Pokemon yeah. works because people want to catch Pokemon. Yeah, like the the whole mechanic behind it fits what people know about Pokemon. Even, um, even they even had fucking like Pikmin Go or whatever Pikmin Bloom. I don't know. I, that might be Niantic. Yeah, uh, it's Niantic. Is it? Pikmin okay. Bloom is Niantic. I just opened it up on my phone. And it is so dumb. Because, like, there's not really any gameplay to it. It's just go for a walk and plant flowers. And it's like, you can, you eventually, you get your Pikmin and you can feed them and get, and have their, their flowers bloom. And then you can send them off on quests. But it's like, it's again, it's all, it's, it's, all of Pikmin Bloom is like my issue with when we were talking about like, the button for Pokemon Go, like, you're not, you're, you're just setting and forgetting, and you're not actually playing the game or doing anything, whereas, like, with Pokemon Go, you set, like, you can go out and you can actually look for what you're looking for and hunt it and try to catch it and whatnot, and, like, you're right, I think that is more successful, but if this is done in a good way, and it's not like, hey, I found a Rathalos while I was on my lunch walk, and it's going to take me 25 minutes to kill it while I'm walking and only have an hour of lunch break. And it's like what I'm thinking of that, like, you you, you can fight these monsters when you get back or whatever. Again, that's more of the idle concept of the initial, of what we were talking about that one time. 
but there is also gameplay as gameplay behind it when you get home to play and fight these monsters. But I'm just like, I just I feel like the go concept is getting too far. Yeah, and I agree. And like I, there there are not a lot of things where I'll sit there and be like, I think this is going too far. Like game remakes, the go concept, and TV watch podcasts, TV TV watch show podcasts. They've maybe all gone too far at this point. But other than that, like everything else is generally fine. But these are just like this is, is getting to be too much. Yeah, yeah, I one hundred percent agree. Like, and I get like like I agree at this point. Like Monster Hunter is probably worldwide more popular. I would say that cert like Street Fighter is probably more popular in certain places. Um, same thing with Resident Evil. But worldwide, wide there are probably more sales for Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, that does not mean that game translates to any other medium. No, it, it it doesn't. And that's, like, I, like I said, I, if, if this plays good, if however the combat is set up plays good, then I'll probably love it. But I just, I don't see using my phone to fight a monster, to, like, swipe left and right to dodge and to swipe up to attack, or however it's going, like, I don't know how that's going to work. And be compelling enough to want to keep playing. And, and also, if it, takes, if, if it also sorry, takes me more than like a minute to kill a monster, I don't want to play this on my phone. Well, exactly, because you figure like in Pokemon Go, you can like unless you're doing a raid where like you're kind of expecting to be involved for a little bit longer. Like catching a Pokemon, generally less than a minute. Yeah, like you I, can spend I've... much longer doing it, but you know. Like, you can catch a Pokemon in under a minute, and then turn the game off, put it away, and and that's that. Um, but, like, also, if you think about it, like, the way that they do combat in these games, like, essentially all interaction, um, it's very low accuracy. Like, the only, the only thing that has, like, some actual accuracy is, like, the throwing of Pokeballs. But combat is just tap, 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 tap. Yeah. And it's not even like it picks up every tap. It it all depends on just like what your phone can can process. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see how that would be any fun for Monster Hunter. And, and I don't think it's going to be just tap though. I think it's going to be like swipe controls where you swipe left to dodge left, swipe right to dodge right, swipe up to attack with an upward strike, or swipe down to attack with a downward strike, something like that. Like that's what I just it's going I don't think Niantic can do that. They are not. A, they are not good enough. Like they're te- the only game they have that runs well is Pokemon. All the other games that they've done run like absolute dog shit. Look, look at look at the look at the trailer for Pokemon or for not Pokemon now for Monster Hunter now. Like that is what is being shown is the a- character is attacking upwards and the character. It's not just. It's not like like yeah maybe tap 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 but like the character. It's not like fast attacking. It's Monster Hunter methodic, like, attacks. But that does it's, not mean that you are actually like, deciding how they attack. It could still just be auto-attack. Um, it could and be, also, but it could... Think that, back, which, think back which to would... the trailers for fucking Pokemon Go. Even, like, when you take out, like, the overdone, like, AR stuff where they showed Mewtwo in Times Square, the game that they showed off and the game that we got are not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who knows? Like, Niantic, Niantic had a fucking like, lawsuit against them for, for false advertising <laughs> after Pokemon Go. Yeah. Like, they are not an impressive studio. Like, they are a, like, shit out garbage cell phone games. Yeah. Studio. I, we'll, we'll, 
yeah, I had, I just, I don't know. I'll know more when I get into the, if and when I get into the beta, which should be, or, or, yeah, I guess it's the beta. When, I think that should be happening soon. Um, it's just, I, I think it's so weird that they decided to go this route. I just can't believe it. Yeah, like, it's just, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, do, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Part of me wants to sign up for the beta, though, just to see if I can get in and you not. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Give give it the old college try and try it out, at least. Let us know, let me know what it is. That's really all I want, is to know what it is. Like, what's, how are we going to play? Like, when Pokemon Go came out, like, my expectations were I'm going to catch Pokemon and going to be able to potentially battle Pokemon. Those were my expectations. And, yeah, I didn't quite get it the way I was hoping to get it with structured battles and things like that and it was just taps and honestly there, I, there wasn't really battling well no there was battling there was the gym battles right at the right at the beginning but like overall i like i got what i wanted i got catching pokemon battling them it's just it wasn't all that great at this point there's just no telling what this could be because even the um uh what's it called the harry potter one was like oh it was based on Fantastic Beasts, and you were catching the beasts and things like that, and it was still Pokemon, but Harry Potter. This is just, like, there's no catching monsters in Monster Hunter. Not yet. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a lie, actually. There are, you do catch monsters, but you don't catch them, you, like, you capture them after you fight them and knock them out, and you capture them. Like, there's no, like, actual, like, oh, I need to capture this monster to be able to use it or whatever. It's just, oh, here's a gameplay mechanic of rather than killing it, you can capture it and get more parts. But, like, there's more to it than just, like, oh, here's a Pokeball. Oh, here's a spell. It's actual combat is related to it. So I just, yeah, I just want to know what it is. That's all I want right now. I know. I have zero hope for it to be anything other than garbage. <laughs> and not because it's-, it's Monster Hunter, because it's a fucking Niantic mobile game. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not going to be good. Uh, but anyway, cop. You saw a movie this weekend? I did. Um, it was actually, so it was my mom's birthday, and she asked if we would go see the Mario movie with her. Nice. Yeah. Um, it, it was totally fine. Like, I, I don't need to see it again, but like, glad I saw it. That is the worst review I've heard about this movie so far. Um, like, it, it was fun. Um, all the characters were fun. There were a few, there, there were bits that didn't quite hit, and some of the voice acting just, felt uninspired just, just say um, chris pratt and seth rogan actually i wasn't gonna say pratt like i thought he actually did fine um for the most part like if i hadn't known it was chris pratt i might not have necessarily honed in on him immediately as the voice either mm-hmm. um and they prove very early on in the movie that had the like director wanted to he can actually do a pretty like decent like stereotypical mario voice mm-hmm um, there's a little bit at the very beginning of the movie that is, um, it's h- him and Luigi doing a commercial for their plumbing company, and they're both talking like stereotypical video game Mario and Luigi. Okay. Like the high pitch, like it's a me, a Mario, um, like all that so- sort of bullshit. And like, yeah, him and Charlie Day totally could have bought off the bullshit high pitch voices, and it would have been weird and awkward but funny. Um, yeah. but yeah, like both of them were good. Um, Seth Rogen felt uninspired, like he just did his voice, (laughs) but like also his voice and mannerisms, like fit Donkey Kong in the way that Donkey Kong was portrayed in this movie. 
I guess. I haven't Have seen the s- movie. I just... Yeah, like, I don't think... Like, had they done Donkey Kong in any other way, I don't think he would have been the right choice. But, like, the way Donkey Kong acted in the movie, like, Seth Rogen's voice was was totally fine for it. Um, Cranky Kong, though. I did not like Cranky Kong, um, which was Fred Armisen. Okay. Who I really like. He is funny in most things he does. He was great as Uncle Fester in Wednesday. Um, we watched a show. Actually, quick side side tangent. Um, I forget if I, if I talked about it on here at all. Um, but there is a show on Netflix called Unstable. It's a half hour comedy. It stars Rob Lowe and Rob Lowe's son. It is quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Lowe is like rock star scientist, like billionaire guy. Um, and he convinces his son to come work for him after his son, like, goes to like play music or something like that instead. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's their unhealthy relationship and just Rob Lowe's unhealthiness with his whole life, but like in the very Rob Lowe way. Um, but Fred Armisen is in it and he play he plays a therapist and he's delightful in that. Um, he is just kind of meh as Cranky Kong. Like he, it's weird. He is not zany enough or cranky enough. Like they could have gone two ways with Cranky Kong. He either had to be an actual grump with like a, like, you know, like a very like craggly, cranky old voice, or he had to be like that goofy, zany, like um, that guy in Avatar, um, the Last Airbender, the like king of the place that was like super old but new and when he was a kid. Boomy. Yeah, or like something like that, like kind of like goofy and with like a high pitched voice and kind of crazy. Like they didn't really go in either direction with that. He was just kind of there and mm-hmm. fucking boring. <laughs> um, yeah. but like Jack Black as Bowser was fantastic. Um, what's her face as Peach? Um, Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, yeah. Taylor Joy, yeah. Um, she was really good. Um, a fucking Keegan Michael Key as Toad was incredible. Yeah, like he sounded nothing like him. Um, the, the movie had a ton of cameos, or not cameo, not cameos necessarily. I guess Easter eggs is the better term for it. Um, some of them were in the form of cameos. Like, um, what are? Do you remember what the things are called from uh, Mario Galaxy? Uh, lu- lu- lumens. Lumens. Yeah, I wanted to say lumiettes or lumini. I was gonna say lumiere, but that's the fucking candlestick from yeah, Beauty Beast. From, um, uh, so there, yeah, like lumens or something like that. There is one of those. Um, mm-hmm. that is that is a prisoner of Bowser in a cage, and every time they show it, it just says the darkest shit. Like dark, like so dark that like the kids wouldn't necessarily get it, but like dark enough that like adults are going to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Kyrie Payton, um, Ezekiel from Walking yeah. Dead, yeah. uh, he is the, the king of the penguins. Yeah. So he's like the little tiny penguins that they show in the one trailer. He is their king. So this little ass penguin has his deep ass voice. It's, it's quite good. Um, and then, yeah, like Char- Charlie Day also was good. I forget if I said that. Um, so like the voice acting, like other than really Cranky Kong and Seth Rogen were, both like on point. Um, and then as far as like the Easter eggs go, there, there were like super, there were little things like at one point you see somebody playing the original Donkey Kong on an arcade cabinet. Um, Mario actually plays Kid Icarus on a Nintendo early on in the movie. Um, there is a sign for, I want to say it was like a bar that had the duck hunt duck on it. Okay. Um, there's a little like side scrolling section where Mario and Luigi are like racing through the city. 
and Mario is like jumping on things and it's um like like scaffolding and all that stuff and it ends with him sliding down a uh a signpost and okay. when he does it like they play a little music and the building behind him is a pizza place that's called Castle Pizza and it's got like the castle spires and it's brick so it kind of looks like the end to like your traditional Mario levels mm-hmm. um like all the power ups were were clever the way um he hates mushrooms, so, like, the first time he has to eat a mushroom to get bigger is is goofy. But they do the whole, like, oh, if you get hit, like, this power-up goes away. Um, they have, like, the super mushroom, they have the tiny mushroom, the fire flower, the ice flower, the superstar, you know, uh, the raccoon suit and the cat suit. Like, they, they do kind of nail everything. Um, during the Mario Kart section... They have, like, a blue shell, they have the regular green shells, banana peels, they even have a scene where the characters are selecting their the carts they're going to use, um, and it's just, it's basically the GUI from the game, where they're picking, like, the cart style, the wheel, and the glider, and they just have little, like, rolly balls in front of them that they're, like, sliding for it to build the cart, mm-hmm. um, and then Rainbow Road is the shortcut from the Kong Kingdom back to the Mushroom Kingdom, like, they... They did some fun stuff kind of tying everything together um, in a way that, like, they didn't have to. Like, this was a kid's movie, and they could have easily made it a kid's movie. But you could you can see um, Miyamoto's influence on a lot of it. I'm trying to think what else was there. There's a little Luigi's Mansion nod um, with Luigi, like, being scared, going, Mario! Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, P- Peach being kind of a badass was fun. Um, yeah, like, overall, like, it... It, it was a pleasant movie-going experience. It's just one of those movies where once you've seen it once, there's definitely not a whole lot of reason to see it again. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what maybe... Like, I've heard, I've heard that it's, it's super fun. It knows exactly what it is. Like, it's getting poor reviews because it's a kid's movie or it's geared for kids and it's not like... Like, anyone who goes and has seen this movie as a reviewer or has a professional reviewer is reviewing it as, like what kind of an art piece and masterpiece it is when it's like, Oh no, this movie knows exactly what it is. It, 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 it is silly and goofy and ridiculous in all the spots that it should be. And it is just, it's, it's a solid fun movie. Yeah. And like, I, like I just brought it up on rotten tomatoes. Um, it's got a 58 tomato, um, review score, but a 96 audience score. Yeah. And I feel like this is the kind of movie where, the critic score is always going to be bad because it yeah. is just it's a silly illumination kids movie. Um, I mean that's it, it's that's that's the same with a lot of just even in general just like superhero movies and shit. There there there's not a lot of superhero movies that get reviewed very well for reviewer score. It's usually what do the fans think. I mean I most of the Marvel movies have pretty good critic scores up until like the last like 2 years. Yeah. But um, like some, I mean, the last, last, the the last um, phase has been up and down, whether or not it's been good or bad. So uh, I kind of yeah. agree with them. Yeah, I mean, which is yeah, that is true. But yeah, like totally worth checking out the Mario movie. Um, it's if if you've if you're a fan of the games and you've been playing them for years, you're going to just catch all sorts of stuff. Like there's the flying fish. There's an inky. Um, like I said, like Mario gets most of the iconic power ups. Um, there's even a scene where it's not, he does not have a cape in the game or in, in the movie, like proper, but there is a scene with Mario and Luigi wearing yellow capes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there are several references to like Yoshi's, um, other stuff you, you kind of exp, it telegraphs certain things. Like, you know, for a fact that, um, the superstar that they showed at the beginning of the thing, well, like Mario is going to use that at some point. He's going to, he's going to use superstar and that's how he's going to battle Bowser. Cause how else is he going to fight a giant magic turtle? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it, it was funny. It, it didn't overstay its welcome. Like, it's, like, 102 minutes or something like that. And, like, it kind of... It gets started pretty quickly. You know, there's... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It is shorter than that. It's one hour and 32 minutes. It is 92 minutes. Um, You know, like, you get 15 minutes set up of them in the real world before you're in the Mushroom Kingdom. And, Mar- like, there's, like, a little training montage of them teaching Mario how to, like, do, you know, parkour, essentially. <laughs> um, And then they're, like, off to the races. Literally, they 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 do Mario Kart, but that's not a race. But it's still they they do they do Mario. It's yeah, I'm just saying it's not a race. They're trying to get from from the Kong Kingdom to the Mushroom Kingdom to stop Bowser. I I want to say it. I want to say it. there's two movies out right now that I haven't gotten a chance to see that I want to Mario and D and D. I'm hearing good from both of them. John Wick Four. I, you know I do want to see that. I completely forgot it was in theaters, but. I've seen all of the John Wick movies at home, and I don't mind waiting to see the next one at home. Yeah, I mean, that's, I lo- that's fair. Th- those movies are great, but I don't mind waiting with those ones. But, like, like I'm sure John Wick 4 is awesome. I'm not going to doubt that. I'm not going to deny that. I know what I'm going into when I'm looking at John Wick. But with these other movies, it's like, oh, I really want to see this. Like, I don't... Not necessarily that I don't want to get spoiled, but I just... I, I want to see it now. Like, I don't want to wait for some of these. I probably will, but I don't want. Yeah, like I get that. Um, yeah. I, unfortunately, Mario is going to be one of those movies, especially because it's a Nintendo production. Um, it's not going to end up on any of like the free streaming platforms forever. It's never uh, going to go down in price. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fifty dollar movie rental at Amazon. Um, yeah, rental. If you want to buy it, it's one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, exactly. But it, I will say, like when it is like digitally like available to rent or whatnot. It it's worth like the six or seven dollars, whatever it'll be, as like a new release. Yeah, um, like it's a completely enjoyable movie, even to just watch that one time. Mm-hmm. But enough of that. Well, so, before we move on, oh. I just saw a thing that I'm excited for. Uh, that's movie related. Uh, they announced the release date for the next Godzilla movie, the next legendary Godzilla movie. It's Godzilla X Kong, and it comes out March fifteenth of next year. They did that already. I just saw it today like literally they announced it on facebook today i think no 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 no. i mean they already did godzilla and kong they need to do something different no they did godzilla versus kong now it's godzilla x kong because it's both of them because they're probably working together to fight off who who the fuck knows destroyer maybe i don't know how they're gonna bring destroyer i mean they could actually easily bring destroyer in because they kind of who did they fight in kong versus godzilla mecha was mecha godzilla and they are, and they already took care of Ghidorah, so they it can't be good. Oh, Mecha Ghidorah. That's. I was gonna say, also... isn't there like a Mecha Ghidorah? So in the originals, Mecha Ghidorah was actually good. Um, technically, wasn't Mecha Godzilla also good? Like, wasn't he like a government created thing? No, not the <laughs> the original Mecha Godzilla was an, a space alien Mecha that was brought down to fight Godzilla and to take over earth that's from the the original era um Ghidorah didn't have mecha Ghidorah until the 90s i believe i think it was oh. the 90s 
And that one, what, what, if I'm remembering correctly, what happened was, there's 36 of these fucking movies, so it's a, it's a lot to remember. Um, they had brought, yeah, so they went back in time to try to relocate Godzilla or something like that. And in doing what they did, or they try, they went back in time, like people from the future came to the present to go back to the past to do a thing to stop Godzilla. But in doing that, what they actually did was rewrote the timeline from the previous Godzilla movie to where this Godzilla is no longer a good guy and became a bad guy again. So that Godzilla ended up trying to destroy Tokyo in the present. But while they were in the past, they left a couple of monsters back there that turned into Ghidorah, which then was killed by present Godzilla, and they went to the future to turn Ghidorah into Mecha Ghidorah to bring Mecha Ghidorah to the past or to the present to fight Godzilla and to stop Godzilla. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I'm remembering correctly, that was the 80s era, the 70s and 80s era because they none of the 90s and early 2000s era were connected. So it was like that was the 70s and 80s. Uh, it was near the end of, I think, I can't 100% remember, I might be getting some of this off, but I do remember that the, the Godzilla in the one that Mecha Ghidorah was incorpor- introduced wasn't a good guy and was basically a bad guy because of what they did to stop or read, or to do something with Godzilla for some reason. I don't 100% remember. So, they could technically, because they hinted at Mecha Ghidorah, during Godzilla King of the Monsters at the end, they found one of Ghidorah's heads, and so they could turn that into, they could essentially recreate Ghidorah with Machine to turn it into Mecha Ghidorah. Um, and they've already, in Godzilla vs. Kong, explained that Ghidorah's cells have minds of their own, which is what caused Mecha Godzilla to go crazy, because they used Ghidorah's brain cells to create Mecha Godzilla. It is very likely that this will be Godzilla and King Kong versus Mecha Ghidorah. Or they might just say fuck Mecha Ghidorah and bring in Destroya, which Destroya was the only monster to ever actually be able to defeat Godzilla in any of them. Um, so, and that would be cool if they brought Destroya. But I think Destroya, even though is a big name in Godzilla lore, is so unfucking known to anybody that they're gonna go at Mecha Ghidorah. Yeah, I have never heard that name before. It, it, he, he's, so he was, um, was he 90s era as well? I think he was 90s. Maybe, actually, he might have been 70s and 80s. Um, I'd have to look it up. But he was the last of, he was in the same era as Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. So I think that was 70s and 80s. And after Godzilla had defeated Space Godzilla and had, a, actually had a baby Godzilla, the uh, time passes and the island, the monster island where Godzilla and baby Godzilla were hanging out on, um, exp- erupted in a volcanic explosion, which overheated Godzilla and turned him into like super powered overheated Godzilla. But he was overheated with radiation and was basically a walking atomic bomb. And so one of the things that they tried to do, or one of the thing after the events of the original Godzilla of 1954. Yes, this movie in the 90s takes place post that 1954 movie when they used the um, the oxygen destroyer, Destroya, the oxygen destroyer, 
I hate it. I hate Destroya everything. Destroya became evolved from creatures that were in the depths of the ocean where the oxygen destroyer was released, and eventually something happened with radiation and evolved into becoming Destroya, where Godzilla and baby Godzilla, like supercharged Godzilla and 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 younger Godzilla, had to fight Destroya, and eventually supercharged Godzilla ex- like overcharged and exploded, which took out Destroya. And regular God, or like Kid Godzilla was left. Uh, yeah. So they already used the oxygen destroyer in Godzilla verse, in Godzilla King of the Monsters. So it is possible if they're going to stick with that, that they could go that route as well. It's just fucking Godzilla, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, do you want to talk about this, the indie showcase for a yeah. little while? So there was the Nindies today. Um, no, they no, sh- no. They dropped that name. We, we can't use it. I don't care. I'm still calling it the Nindies. I'll call it the Nindies for the rest of my life. Okay? It just works. Uh, overall, I wasn't really, there wasn't a lot that, like, piqued my interest. Uh, I already knew about My Time at Sandrock. That's a PC game as well. Uh, most of these games, I think, have already been, for the most part, probably released on PC in some way, shape, or form. Most, um, yeah, most likely. There was one game that I'm gonna be 100% honest, I hated just because of the way they introduced the game. And then I was, also did not like the art style of the game at all either. Was it the one with Donkey and the them at the um the water? at the lake with the fucking yo yo? Yeah, I hated that. I hated that intro and the game itself, Animal Well, where it's like the the art is like kind of like old school TV style, where like l- everything's made out of the line. I hated it. I hated it. I don't like the look. I hated the game. I never wrote something off so fast than I did when I saw the dude at the lake with a fucking yo-yo. See, I actually, I think the game actually looked interesting at the very least. But yeah, that, that intro was just like, I see what you guys tried, but you failed. Yeah. If, um, if, it, I would be interested in that game if it didn't have the art style that it did. Cause to me, I was watching, I was like, this kind of gives me like a Hollow Knight feel to it. And I would not mind playing this game if it didn't look like this. That's, that's fair. Um, not that I will play it, but I thought that played up game, it was, it's basically overcooked roguelite, was yeah. like an interesting, it was an interesting concept, especially for people that like management games, but also want a little bit of, um, like finality to it, I guess. Yeah. Played up, played up looked very fun. And then they also had, uh, during their montage near the end, they had one that was, uh, what was it? Uh, Little Kitty Big City, which comes out next year on the Switch. It's already out on PC, I think. Um, but that's basically, it's Untitled Goose Game, but with Cat. And there, there was also Quilts and Cats of Calico. Uh, I, I honestly didn't care about that at all. I was like, I don't know. I don't care. It looked adorable. Um, the, they showed, uh, Teslagrad 2, and, uh, how you can get both of them, Teslagrad 1 and 2, which Teslagrad 2 looked interesting. Um, and I've also heard a lot of good about Blasphemous, and their Blasphemous 2 is coming out on the Switch. Um, I was generally most excited for Rift of the Necrodancer. Actually, like, for, as somebody who has never played Crypt of the Necrodancer or any of that stuff, um, I thought this game actually looked really cool. Yeah, it, I, it's a completely different play style than Crypt and then Cadence. But it's just, I, I love these games. I love the music that they do for them. And I just, I like, I immediately fell in love with it as soon as, yeah. Like I once I heard the music, I was like, "Is this a new Necro Dancer, or is this?" Or no, my my head went, "Is this from the team of Necro Dancer?" And then it's just straight up Rift of the Necro Dancer. I'm like, 
I'm, I'm getting this. I'm getting it. I love it so much. Yeah, like the, the music is good. Um, I think some of the, the mini games that aren't just the, um, the guitar hero amplitude model look yeah. like they could be interesting, like the, like the different pattern recognition rhythm, rhythm games. Mm-hmm. And then just the, like, you know, amplitude model of, of lane based rhythm stuff. Like lane, lane based, lane based rhythm battling. That's just going to be so interesting because, like, you're going to have eventually, like, it, they even showed it. There's going to be some enemies that all land on the same lane or that land on separate lanes, and you're going to have to hit them all at the same time. And so, I'm assuming you're going to be using the D-pad as well as the face buttons. So oh like, yeah, circle, probably. So, or so, like, B and right would be the same. Y, y and up, and X or the other way around, X and up, and Y and left. Whatever it is on the game or on the Switch controller, um, yeah, it's that game. And that's actually A and right because B is at the bottom, A is at the right. Wow, so, way to not know the Nintendo controller off the top of your head. Look, it's weird. Okay, um, but yeah, I'm I'm totally down for that. I'm totally interested in playing that. I am excited and i'll probably that'll probably be a game that i get day one um but yeah overall it was if if you like indie games and you have a switch and you don't have a pc to play them on or you don't have any other console that these games are on they they did show a a few good things like i said i've seen a lot of good about blasphemous and it's like it's a side scroller soulsborne type game that like when i saw blasphemous 2 i was like you know what i should probably get the first one and try that out yeah like why not right yeah, exactly. Like, this month, like, I will say, like, I haven't really played many games recently. Like, just nothing has kind of... Every time I think about it, I'm just like, I don't really want to play what I have to play right now. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, there are a bunch of games starting this month where it's like, man, I really want to play that and that and that other thing. I, I... So, I got, during a Steam sale, I... Excuse me, I got Remnant from the Ashes because it doesn't have crossplay, and it was, I think it was like 15 bucks on Steam. So, I got that so that I could play with the people that I know who have it on, on PC. Um, and the sequel comes out in August. So it's like, hey, we want to play We want to play the sequel. If you're interested, let's play the first one. And if you like the first one, get the sequel when it comes out in August. I'm like, all right, I kind of want to do that. But because I have Apex April, I'm like, all right, well, I don't have a lot of time to play it, and I kind of really want to play this game on, on, on stream, so it's going to have to wait until May. And then it's like, oh, well, I also have to line up this game and that game and this game, and I want... God of War, and I want this game, and it, like, there's too many fucking games and not enough time to goddamn play them anymore. <laughs> About to cancel Apex April so I can play all the other games. Yeah, that was your mistake there, buddy. <laughs> Look, I, I, I wasn't expecting to reach 300 followers in March, honestly. That's, like, that's fair. When, when I devised this plan, I wasn't expecting, like, I didn't know when I was gonna reach 300, but I wasn't expecting it in March. Um, and so I was expecting, like, mid-April, maybe May. But, you know, it is what it is. It's also, I, 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 because I did Tales of Arise, I had somebody redeem to have me play Star Ocean game. And so that's a 40 hour game. So I'm like, all right, I got to play that. Um, and I wasn't expecting that because I'd also gotten like Monster Hunter World that I want to play through on the PC. And, 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 uh, it's just, there's just too many games right now, man. Too many games. Yeah. I mean, battle, the needs... Battle Network co- collection just came out. The what? Battle Network, the Mega Man Battle Network stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. I thought you were saying Battle.net, which has uh, got DDoS today. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. But no, um, yeah. Me- Mega Man Battle Network collection yeah, yeah. is out. So all like twelve of those games, because a bunch of them have two 
versions had had Pokemon release. Yeah. Oh, um, and then uh, Jedi Survivor comes out next week. Je- and, Jedi Survivor and uh, I, Tears I, of the Kingdom is in like two or three weeks. That game, I if I get any of these games day one, it would probably at this point be Tears of the Kingdom. I was I was on I was fifty fifty about it initially, but after seeing the most recent trailer, it pulled me into where I'm like, all right, I think I do want this, I, or not yeah. think I do, but it's like I. Kinda, I think, I think this will probably be worth the price tag. Yeah, I'm in a weird spot where, like, I don't really want it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, or I should say, I don't have any real interest in it because, like, we've been over this before. I think Breath of the Wild is an amazing game. It is a, it is the worst Zelda game, and I want an actual Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this will be it though. Like, you don't know. It. I mean, everything that that has been shown for it, it's definitely not. But at the same time, it's like, I kind of want to see it just to, like, play it while, like, the discourse for it is happening. Like, while people are talking about it and it's center yeah. of attention, rather than playing it six months from now when nobody is talking about yeah. it anymore. Yeah. So, like, it's it's just one of those, like, do I, do I want to pull the trigger and get it or do I want to just wait, like... I played a ton of Breath of the Wild. Like, I played, like, not as much as plenty of people, but, like, I put a good, like, 50 or so hours into that. Um, I, I, I 40%ed that game. Yeah, like, I, I played through the, 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 the quote unquote story. Like, I defeated Calamity Ganon. I defeated all of the, the sacred beast things. Um, but a lot of the side stuff just wasn't interesting to me. Like, I had no desire to complete all the, all the shrines, cause, there's no real incentive to do so. Um, had no real incentive to collect the, the little seeds because why bother? Like at a certain point, like you have enough storage and health and stamina, like you don't need to do those things. They're just there as like additional stuff to do. Did you, you I guess you don't understand what I, why, why, what I meant by I 40%ed that game. No, I do not. I did everything except the seeds. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's only 40% completion. It, I might be, it might be like 60% completion. It's something like that. But this, there's 999 seeds. And the yeah. last thing you get from collecting all 999 seeds is a golden piece of shit. Yeah. Literally. And there's no point in doing that. But I did everything. I did all of the shrines. I did everything. I, I very much enjoyed that game. I thought, like, and this is where I've, I've comment, like, not come at you, but talking, but like, you don't like combat. Like, I thought the combat was very solid. It was very fun. It was a very entertaining game. And overall, I loved exploring the world and everything else. I didn't hate the shrines because, although yes, a lot of the shrines were just combat shrines, I, you did not like the combat. I enjoyed it a lot. And so, like, I did it all. And it was only like 60 per, 40 to 60% of the actual completion percentage. If I were to open up, I wonder, I mean, I could, I not wonder, I know I still have it installed on my Switch. If I were to open it up, I could actually see what my completion percentage is. Yeah, and I'm it's not just, going to. like, and it's not even that the shrines were combat shrines, it's that the shrines were all the same. Like, there were, there were only minor changes between them. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they were all, there were, it was, a lot of them were, like, they had, they had types. And like, the Shrine of Wisdom, Shrine of Courage, Shrine of Power, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, like, the wisdom ones were all puzzles, and, like, depending on which, like, there was no real order to go through them, but, like, some of them, like, some of the puzzles were, were, were rolling the ball around, were using the motion controls, it was, it was, a lot of the shrines were tech demos for the power, or the, 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 the mechanics of the console, for sure, 
Um, but like, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like the shrines, I wouldn't say they were all the same, but you're like, it, they've, they could get a little repetitive from time to time. Yeah. Like it, again, I think Breath of the Wild, fantastic game. Um, I will never say it's a bad game. It is just a bad Zelda game. So like, it is not what I wanted out of a Zelda game. I still enjoyed I think, my time with it. I wonder if this is a fair assessment. I think Breath of the Wild is a better Zelda game than the most recent Tomb Raider games are Tomb Raider games. No. No, no I'm right. I disagree. Or no, I'm, you disagree? Yeah. I, no. But I, I also I, didn't I, hate the Tomb Raider games the way you did. Yeah. I thought those games were just not good. Like, I, en- I enjoyed them. Like, I enjoyed the, f- the, the first and second one like a lot the third one was like mediocre but it was you know i didn't hate it but like Mm -hmm. i will say i liked breath of the wild more than those three games but like i still think they were better examples of that franchise than breath of the wild was an example of the zelda franchise i don't know i'd have to disagree on that tomb raider didn't know tomb raiden she was behind on every step and she murdered everybody (laughs) that's not tomb raider sure it is that's how no, Tomb Raider not. starts. No, it's not. That's not Tomb Raider. She's smart. She investigates. She's she's always a step ahead of everyone. Like she's but always see, right ahead. By like, the- she Tomb Raider <laughs> Tomb Raider is the um uh fuck, what's it called? Uh the Tomb Raider is the uh Raiders of the Lost Ark of video games. She is just ahead. And most likely, if she wasn't there, the enemy still would have found the thing. The only difference is she stops them. Whereas Raiders, they would have all died no matter what. Tomb I mean, Raider, like, every Tomb Raider game is this way. She, If she wasn't there, they still would have completed their task. So to be fair, I have never liked a Tomb Raider game before 2013. Um, I thought they were all kind of boring. Um, and... The early, early ones suffered, I have the same problem with those as like the early Resident Evil games. I don't like tank controls mm-hmm. and they existed before analog sticks. So I have trouble wrapping, like I have trouble with those controls. Um, I've always kind of had trouble with those controls really. Um, but outside of names of things, nothing about Breath of the Wild is anything like any other Zelda game. I mean, like, like look, I am not. I, I don't a hundred percent agree with your assessment. I am not disagreeing with your assessment. You know, I understand where you come from. And like you are in a sense correct. But there is still I, I feel like you are a little more critical on this game than maybe it deserves in a sense. Like you you are right that it falls short on Legend of Zelda ideals and or or ideas in general. But like they, it that falls short, just the same as fucking Scarlet and Violet falls short. Oh yeah, absolutely. They were they were being ambitious and trying something new, and they it it didn't quite fail. Scarlet and Violet is jury still out. Didn't quite fail, but it didn't hit in in the areas that it did. But it also it did hit in others. And it hit good, it's just some of the others that you don't like are the others that other people do like. But so, I, and that's the thing, like, I, and I know you, you, you hear what I'm saying, but I feel like you still think I'm saying that Breath of the Wild is a bad game. No, And it's no, I mean, not. I, it's just not a Zelda game. Whereas, like, Scarlet and Violet 
are still Pokemon games. They're just fucking not good Pokemon games. No, like, I, I know, <laughs> like, I can understand what you're saying, but, like, my experience with Legend of Zelda games are Legend of Zelda, pretty much Legend of Zelda 2, Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, and Breath of the Wild. Those are the six that I've played and or beaten. I, Legend of Zelda 2 is the only of those six that I have never beaten before in, in, in the, yeah, I've seen, I've seen and play, I've seen other people play, um, the Wind Waker, uh, I've, I've played, uh, uh, Four Swords and other games like that. But overall, like, when it comes to saying that it, it, like, it, like, you're right that it doesn't, the game doesn't fully guide you in a way where Zelda games do, but it does keep it open and it gives you an, a, an open to do where, go wherever you want in any direction you want. You don't have a specific path. There is kind of a lack of story, but at the same time, there is story building, but you have to unlock it in a different way. And so, like, they, they did try things, but everything that you're looking for in a Zelda game with the exception of, in my, I'm gonna use this term very loosely, with the exception of the Metroidvania style, is present in Breath of the Wild. I really think the only thing that kind of isn't there is pseudo Metroidvania, and that still is there in the Beasts. And so it, it is Metroidvania, like like you're right, like those games fit that to a T. But there are no dungeons. Like the there, there aren't. The Beasts are not dungeons. They are dungeons. They're not. They're, they're, they, they're elaborate puzzles. That's all. They are full on, full on dungeons. I 100% disagree. There is no way we will agree on this. They are not dungeons. Um, there are no items. You get that, you get your tablet that can do the things. There are no items that, but, that change the way the game can be played. But the tablet is the items. But you, you get, get the, th- there, there you are get... four options on that. And don't yeah. get me wrong. You can do, really cool stuff with that like people are very inventive with things that like the developers never thought to do with it like that tablet super cool but like they basically took everything that you ha- that has been in every zelda game since the first zelda and just wiped it away like there is very little there that is anything like a zelda game is the hook shot in i i believe every like the, the boomerangs in it there are boomerangs in, in in Breath of the Wild. It is not. It is a weapon and not an item. Um, there's bombs as the tablet. Instead of having a freeze wand, you have the stasis. Was there a hook shot in Breath of the Wild? I think there not was. that I remember. I don't know. It's been I I played the game when it launched, so it's but, been you know, so like, long. Part of the fun of Zelda games is that Metroidvania sort of having yeah. to figure out how to get places as you unlock the new new abilities. Um. You're just given everything at the beginning of the game. Like, there's there's no, oh, I need to and get this thing to get to this next part. It's just, you know, here's all your tools. Like, just go do whatever you want. Like, you don't even have to do the dungeons. You can skip the dungeons entirely, which, again, is really cool. I think it's a really good game. The fact that you can immediately just go right to the fucking end and just even, you can beat it with, like, so, like, Chrono Trigger. I, I know I'm going off on a little bit of tangent here. Chrono Trigger, you can theoretically go right to the end boss at the very beginning of the game. Like, you play for, like, an hour, and you can time travel right to the end of the game. Yeah. Um, I know there are people that, like, have ways that they can beat the end boss at that point, where you're, like, level two. Um, But, like, you and I could never do that. 
you or I, though, could spend, I don't know, what, a couple hours just doing doing some shrines just to get a little bit extra health and collect some weapons and then just go fight um, Calamity Ganon without anything else. Like, none of the beasts done, none of that. Just have to have enough weapons that, like, as they break, you can fucking pull out a new one. Because, mm-hmm. like, at that point, like, if you're going to it that quickly, let's be real, you're not getting the Master Sword. No, um, you're not going to have that. So like you need you need the strong weapons to be able to to take it take everything down, but like totally doable within you know but, a short time frame, and that's fucking cool. But like you don't go into a temple and then have room after room where you're trying to find like the key to unlock the door to like get to a boss fight battle to have like an actual like boss fight. Every boss in the shrines, it it they're they're pretty much the same. But you, the shrines themselves, you have to uh, unlock the path to get to where the boss is. You have to, yes, the the shrine itself, you control the entire shrine with your tablet and move the shrine around and things like that. But the way you're moving it around is the puzzle and the dungeon to get to the point where you go fight the shrine boss. But like, they're, they're just so small and uninventive, I would... which I don't think is a real word. Like... Those, the four beasts were some of the dullest parts of that game. And like, and there was no, there was no escalating challenge to them because the game was open where you could do it in any order. So they were all equally the same. Mm -hmm. And like, I find that boring. Like, I want the game to become more challenging as I get better at it. But that did not exist in this game. Like, the way that existed is by like, branching out and looking for the more challenging like side things like fighting the um the centaur guys whose names I always fucking forget the Lionels. Thank you. Yes, I was going to call them Leos. I'm like that's not their name, but it definitely starts with an L. <laughs> um like finding and like getting good at fighting those guys or getting good at fighting the um like the temple guardians and stuff like that, but doing the actual like quote unquote story of the game, like there's no challenge to it. It everything is equal because they want you to be able to do it in any order. And, like, I find that kind of boring and anticlimactic to a Zelda game. Sorry, I got distracted. I just realized I never clocked out from work. Hey, get, get that overtime. I'll, I'll have to let my boss know tomorrow that I forgot to clock out. No, man, don't uh, tell anybody. Just see if they give you the overtime. No, because here's the thing. I didn't clock out. So, like, I'm not going to clock out, and they'll just... They won't give me the hours. They won't oh, work okay. my hours That's, properly. That is- so I have to tell my... Like, if I were to clock out right now... They'd probably question why were you two and a half hours overtime yesterday. Probably. Um, so I'd, I, either way, I'd have to have it corrected. Um, but, you know, like, it's, I, 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 like I said, I understand what you're saying and I get what you're saying. And I, I agree. There are some missing aspects and there are some missing things and the game does do a poor job of, I wouldn't say directing because the idea that you can go anywhere is like, is is a novel aspect in gaming of that era that like worked for that time for a lot of people and like I'm not disagreeing that it is the worst Zelda game. Well, I mean, I'm probably disagreeing that it's the worst Zelda game because fucking Legend of Zelda two. Um, but like I, I'm not disagreeing that like of that style and and whatnot. Like it's pro, it's not a great example of Legend of Zelda. And some of the other, like, uh, Ocarina of Time, or, uh, Wind Waker, or 
Um, you know, Drew would smack me into oblivion if I didn't mention fucking whatever the fuck that game's called that I don't even remember right now. It's called A Link to the Past, you fucking that one, savage. Yeah, he would smack me to oblivion if I didn't make sure to mention Link to the Past, the greatest game of all time. Um, like, those are very good examples of Zelda games. They are. They are wonderful examples of Zelda games. But if we're, if we're on the conversation of where I said, Breath of the Wild is a better Zelda game than the Tomb Raider games are Tomb Raider. The Tomb Raider games were just, I've, it's just, they, they painted Lara in such a poor light that her interaction, like I said, Raiders of the Lost Ark style, her interactions didn't fucking matter. The second Tomb Raider game started with her dropping the ball and already behind the villains. And just her going after to kill all the villains right away. It wasn't her uncovering these mysteries and then her being caught up on or being captured or needing the help and the villains trading on her. No, no, no. It was just straight up, oh, they, they're ahead of me and I need to catch up. And it's yeah. just like, it, it is, it is a bad example of what Lara Croft and Tomb Raider is. But, so, yes, but also it's supposed to be her origin where she isn't the Lara Croft from 1998 yet. Like, she's a 22-year-old that doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. But they had that in the nine, in the late, early 2000s. They had a, a, a Tomb Raider Origins. This did is, they? yes, this is, they did. They did have a, a Tomb Raider game that took place prior to the original Tomb Raider. This is, this is a new series. Uh, I think probably you can consider an alternate universe or whatever, alternate timeline, whatever. But like, still, she is, supposed to be this explorer at after the first one where they make it really like all right she becomes the tomb raider she's this explorer that knows what she's doing she's trying to uncover these mysteries and blah 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 and it's not i need to go kill these people that is my biggest like she just is like i need to go murder everyone in the original tomb raider game you killed two people i mean you kill a lot more people after the first three games but in it, but still, it takes three games for you to kill the same amount of people as she kills in the first Tomb Raider game of this series. Yeah, but like by Tomb Raider, like Revelation, I think it was, or it might have been, um, might have been like like Angel of Darkness or Legend or something. That there were some some games where like they were basically the same as this one. Like you just spend the whole game fucking mowing down bad guys, but you're the older, more experienced Lara at the same time. Like, in this, at least, like, you are, even though, like, you're supposed to be Lara Croft, um, like, you are still a young, inexperienced her. Tomb Raider 1, you kill under 50, under 25 humans. I found, um, this is on Reddit, so who knows exactly how accurate it is. Tomb Raider 2, you kill under 300 people. Probably about between 250 and 300. Tomb Raider 3, it's uh, just over 150. Tomb Raider 4, it's just over 100 and... Uh, between 100 and 150. Tomb Raider 5 is just over 50. Um, Angel of Death is just over 50. Tomb Raider Legacy, you kill just over 200. Um, I don't know what TRA is or TRU, but TRU, you kill about 50. Tomb Raider 2013, you kill 415 people. Or 450 yeah. people. The second one, you kill 600 people. And then the third one, roughly about 300 people. Also, um, Tomb Raider A, or T, T-R-A and T-R-U is Tomb Raider Anniversary and Tomb Raider, um, Underworld. Yeah. Um, I believe so, Anniversary is literally a remake of the first game. It takes 
let's see. Tomb Raider 2 was at 250. Tomb Raider 3 was at 150. So that's what? 250, 350, 400. It takes three, four games for you to match the same amount of kills in one game of this series. Yeah. But games change, man. Um, it, nothing about Breath of the Wild is anything like a Zelda game. But I, again, I disagree with that. Like, there is a lot of Zelda style, and there's a lot of Zelda ideals and things behind the, this game. It's just, it's not presented in the normal Zelda way. And, That's like, I difference. disagree with that. Like, I don't think it's there. Like, there, like, 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 you're, you're correct. Like, I agree. It's, it doesn't have the Metroidvania style, but they're, like, Zelda games, especially the original Legend of Zelda was a game built on exploration where you were just given a sword and told to fucking go. Yeah, exactly. But you also, like, you gain new items and stuff like that as you went. You gain, you don't get all of the tablet things right away. You gain them as you go initially. You're, you get new weapons as you go throughout this game. You, you get new You get abilities. all of the tablet stuff before you leave the floating thing where you wake up. Do you get it all before the plateau? Yeah, Zelda's ghost dad gives, like, he has you with everything before he gives you the glider so that you can fuck off off his um, floating plateau. You don't unlock anything new on that throughout the game. You do get weapons because, like, you just pick the weapons up from around the world. Um, and I am one of many people that don't like the, the weapon de- degradation, which I know you don't have a problem with. Weapons break, man. Not after three swings. It's. Uh, I know you're under-exaggerating, but if you're using a stick, it does. You're, you're exaggerating that a bit. I, I, my never had that many issues with my weapons. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, people complain about it, and I'm just like, I've never had that problem. I never it's, had. It's a, it's one of those things. It's like escort quests. It's one of those things that developers put in, even though no one actually likes them. But it's, I would understand complaining about weapon degradation in Breath of the Wild. If you couldn't hold fifty fucking weapons, but I mean you can at the beginning. You have to you have to collect all those fucking. You, you could hold like five or six though. That's not that many. That's more than you need. Literally, it, I would get high powered weapons and set them up in my house on my friggin' dummies because I'm like, oh, this is a cool weapon, so let me just put it up in my house. Like I had so you have so many weapon slots even at the beginning of the game. There was never a point in the game that I did not have a weapon. I mean, same, but, like, having your weapons break is not fun. But like, it does not, not add... Games are supposed to be fun. It breaks the fun. But it... it how is... But it, how does it break the fun? How does it break the fun? Explain that to me, because that is something I don't understand, because it didn't take anything away from me. Oh, my weapon's gonna break. Okay, I'll use it till it breaks, and then I'll go to the next weapon that it automatically chooses for me that I have set up in my inventory. So if I'm in, and this is personal preference, like you obviously don't care about it. So this is not going to be the same for you. But if I, if I'm in a fight and I'm on my last sword and all I have left are like the, I can't think what those things are called. Like the, the staves with like the pole arm or something. Yeah. Yeah. With with the swords on the end. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I don't want to fucking use those for the fights I'm in and my sword breaks and I'm surrounded by guys. And now all I have left is a weapon I don't want to use. It's like, oh, well, shit. Well, I guess I'm going to run away and go find some swords. <laughs> but th- that that's that's 100% a you problem and a you poor 
planning. I never ran out of the weapon type I wanted to use. Like, I always had swords, or I always had, if, like, I wanted to run around with big heavy swords, I would always have three or four big heavy swords that I would run around with. I always had a plethora of all different weapons, and I never ran out of the weapon I wanted to use against whatever enemy. So, but the difference is, too, I think you, so you, you spent more time in the game than I did. Like I said, I spent, like, 50, like, you definitely spent over 100 hours in that. Um, I did not have that many inventory slots, because I found, I didn't, I focused the Karak seeds on it was inventory it was, or something else. It was weapons or shields, is what it was. I must have not gotten any many Karak seeds then, because I did not have much for either of those. I did a lot of the tombs so that I could get health and um, stamina. I did not look for many Karak seeds because I thought it was boring, and then having to track down the dude until you um, until he like took up permanent residence in um uh the Karak village. I oh shit. Never mind. Do you need the you need the cartridge in in order to start it? Yep, yep, yep. I got it. I got it. I have my cartridges right here. I thought my cartridges were across the room. Hold on. Which means I'm gonna have to remember to switch out tomorrow when I play Ring Fit. (laughs) Where's it at? Breath of the Wild. Fucking cartridges, man. Forgot that I got that's right, I got the switch delivered, but I had to go pick up the game. Or no, I got the switch I remember that. Uh, but yeah, like I, it's funny. Like we're we're disagreeing on it, but like we both agree. Like it is a good game. You just think it is a good Zelda game. I think it is just a good game. I, but I'm not. I'm, but that's the thing. I, I, yeah. Like I think it's. I wouldn't put it at the best or the worst of the Zelda games. I, I would just say it is a perfectly fine Zelda game. Um, let's see. Whereas I'm like, it's a fantastic open world game. It is almost flawless as far as open world exploration games go. It is at the bottom of Zelda. Like, I like Zelda 2 more as a Zelda game than Breath of the Wild. So I collected 140 Koroxy. Jesus. I, I didn't try, though. That's the thing. I didn't go searching for them. As, as you explore the map, you find them. Um, let's see. Let's remember how this thing works. And my inventory slots are... One, two, three, five, ten, er, sixteen weapon slots, ten bow slots, and eight. So that's what it was. It was weapon, bow, or shields. Sixteen weapons, ten bows, eight, um, eight shields. That's all I got. Yeah, honestly, and I wouldn't be surprised if I found less than fifty Karak seats. My ancient, my inventory right now has the master sword, one spear, a guardian sword, a short sword. A Traveler's Sword, and a Lizard Tri-Boomerang. All four of those, I believe. Let's equip... Yeah. The four swords, as well as the Boomerang, and the three swords, and the Master Sword, all attack the same. Even I even have a Bokoblin Arm that attacks the same. The only weapon I have that attacks different is the Spear. When when we're done, if I, if I think of it, I will, um... I'll see if I can find my Breath of the Wild cartridge, um... And I'll pop it in, and... I imagine my inventory is just, I think I probably only have the mas- master sword in there. Cause I basically just, I, I, that's all I, all I worked on for a while. Like after I realized I didn't like the, the whole weapon breaking stuff. Um, I just kept doing shrines until I had enough hearts to go get the master sword. Um, and then I just used the master sword for everything. Cause like it broke, but it didn't like break, break. Like you just had to wait a while and yeah. it would like, Th- that to me, that to me was the worst part of the game was, 
the fact that the Master Sword... Oh, yeah. Quote, that that was fucking stupid. That the the was, Master Sword should not break. Yeah. That was the one thing I hated the most. Right, let's see if I can look at... How do, how, how do I look at the map? Because that's what I want to figure out. Map. 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 Nope. Fucking map. The minus Some button? Quests. Memories. Shrine quest. Main quest. No, minus is... Oh, there it is. It is the minus button. Uh, where am I this at? This fucking guy doesn't know how to play video games. 34.82% completion. Yeah, when we're done, I will I will pop mine in. I I would wager mine is significantly lower in everything. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, fantastic game, had a blast playing it, like, but, like, had zero interest in doing 90% of the extra bullshit in that game. Like, that game was so bloated with just menial tasks, it's insane. I, I don't, I mean, they had the one town that you could build up, that eventually, I think that you made money from doing that eventually. Like, you got, they kept paying you after you set it all up, finally. You got, you could buy the house, and then there were a couple of others. Like, there are a few side quests I didn't do, um, for one reason or another. Probably I had plans to go back to it, um, but I never did. But, like, I didn't, I, I feel the opposite. I feel there was a lot of nothing in that game. Yeah, there, there was 120 shrines. Which well, so, and to be fair, that is what I'm talking about. Like, that game is very empty, you're right. But I meant, like, as far as that game's concerned, it's bloated with, like, the same two things. It's finding Kurok seeds, completing shrines. Like, that's all there is to that game. Uh, the, the, the Kurok seeds were, were a troll on the fans, or on fans, though. Like, that, Kurok seeds were a pain in the ass. They, they did that as a troll to everyone for some reason. No, they as thought it was a good idea. Like, I, th- th- that was not a troll. That was them just being like, oh, they're going to love this. Fuck them for that. Um, but we've been going on about this for a while. Do you want to want to move on? Yeah. Uh, we're almost at two hours, and I'm fucking tired. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I went to the Disney 100-year exhibit thing at the Franklin Institute. I didn't even know they were doing that. Yeah, it's, it's the current, you know, special exhibit for the next, what, six months or so? Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually, it was a uh, Valentine's Day gift for Erica. So I had booked it for April so that it would be nice out so that like, it wouldn't be a miserable time going into the city. Wow. Good job being so delayed in Valentine's Day and, not, and forgetting about it. So coming up with a plan that actually worked it. I don't, I don't know. No, like I, I literally paid for this before Valentine's Day and I gave Look. it to her in a card on Valentine's Day. Look, I was just going for a bit that didn't quite work. No, you, you, you definitely lost the thread very quickly there. Um, I I didn't care after a point, okay? But uh, we went to, like, the, the evening one, so it was a little less crowded because it was the last one of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, <gasps> you all right? I thought I rolled over Chase's tail. Oh, I'm glad Because I, I, I rolled my chair and he got up super fast. And so I thought I might have accidentally rolled over his... He's fine. Uh, that's good. I'm glad he's okay. He's a good dog. Um, but yeah, the, the exhibit was cool. Um... It was less, like, interactive and showy than a lot of them tend to be. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them, like, they have, like, big set pieces from the different stuff that it might be doing, whether it was um, the Jurassic World one with all the dinosaurs, the Pixar one with all, like, the art cells and, like, big character things and clips and stuff like that. This one was way more informational. Lots of plaques with, like, re- it unfortunately was a lot of recreations of original artwork. Um, which I can understand, like, they had, they had recreations of, like, pencil drawings from, like, the 1920s and earlier mm-hmm. that 
I totally understand them, like, Disney not wanting to send those out to a thing. Um, but, like, the recreations, like, they look like artwork from the 20s. And, like, seeing what that stuff probably looked like or a close approximation of it is pretty interesting. Um, and, like, every every bit of it kind of had, like, a different theme. Like, when you first walk in, it was a lot about, like, Walt Disney himself and, and stuff like that. About, hit, like, how he, how he got his start, how Disney became Disney, um, all that sort of thing. Before it kind of moved into more about, like, the movies. They did have... They had some noticeable gaps. So, like, they had sections for like a bunch of the movies and it definitely skewed to the earlier movies seemed to have more going on so you had like snow white and sleeping beauty and um pinocchio um i'm drawing a blank on a couple of the other really early ones but then at a certain point it was just like oh yeah and like here's beauty and the beast and the little mermaid and oh and here's pirates of the caribbean and moana and then like Y'all, like, skipped the 80s and 90s and most of the 2000s. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> um, Like, I don't think we saw anything for, like, those, like, early to mid-80s Disney movies that our generation, I feel like, has fond memories of. But, like, they're n- it's never really talked about. Like, um, Oliver and Company and The Great Mouse Detective and The Fox and the Hound. Like, just, they were completely MIA. Mm-hmm. And then... A lot of, like, the classic classics from, like, the 90s. Like, so there was a little bit for Little Mermaid, and there was some Beauty and the Beast stuff. But, like, there was no Aladdin, there was no Lion King, there was no, like, Pocahontas, Hercules, Tarzan, um, Mulan. Um, I think the only two things I that really stood out from, like, a more, let's call it modern era, would have been the Frog Princess had a little, little bit, and um, there was some Frozen. But, like, there wasn't, like, Tangled. There wasn't, um... What's that other... There was another Disney movie I'm drawing a blank on. It's from, like, the early... Uh, Meet the Robinsons. That's the one. The one that was, that was like, a pseudo-story about, like, um... Walt Disney. Is that the one where... It's, like, the orphan kid ends up, like, his son comes back from the future, but, like, can't tell him that he's his son. It's it's actually... It's, it's a cute movie. The bad guy is his, like, old orphan roommate who became um disgruntled at having to live with him as a child um and he controlled a t-rex and that that's a movie where the t-rex is trying to pick something up and he's just like i can't i i have a big head and little arms yeah and then i I think there's like there's a frog in it and it's like i have a big arms and a little head i don't think you felt like they switched the lineup and yeah that was peak man that was peak yeah so like it it just had some noticeable like missing elements but I think, like, overall, like, it just had a lot of cool history as far as, like, Disney went and explaining kind of how some of the stuff came to be and what the thoughts were behind it. Um, like, I never knew that Disney kind of pioneered a way of filming animation to make it look like it had more depth. So, like, back then it was, you know, just it was hand-drawn, hand-painted um, animation cells, essentially. So it was, like, a flat background and whatever, like, the actual cells of, like, the moving characters were. Mm -hmm. Um, He pioneered this thing where it was, like, a tower. But, like, I mean, it's, like, a small tower because it's for hand-drawn pictures um, that the camera went on. And you you could slide um, backgrounds that were on, like, a glass, basically, into it to actually make it look like the the images had more depth than they really did. Um, 
or when it came to like the musical elements of the movies, he didn't want the characters to just kind of burst into song the way musical musicals did it. He wanted them to always be part of the story and moving the plot and the characterizations along. So it, like it had like like interesting stuff like that kind of sprinkled throughout it. Um, yeah. it's one it's one of those I feel like the Franklin Institute does two different types of like these special exhibits. There's the ones that are good for the full whole family, like the video game one, the Pixar one, the Jurassic World one. And then they do the ones that are really more adult oriented because they're mostly informational. Like there's some cool stuff to look at, but like children aren't necessarily going to enjoy or appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what this one was, even though it was a Disney thing, because it was it was the entirety of Disney. It wasn't just, you know the theme parks or like a specific type of, of Disney. Um, they even had little sections of like star Wars and Marvel in there. Um, yeah. Little and bits about like the theme parks and you know, when, when they were built, how they were kind of conceptualized, all that sort of stuff. And like, yeah, like there were enough kids there where I'm like, man, these kids have to be fucking bored. Cause it's not like, it wasn't like one of those, those exhibits where there's lots of props and cool, cool eye catching things to look at. Like I said, it was a lot of just 8 by 11 sheets of paper with hand drawings on it in, like, little frames on the wall with, like, a plaque next to it, kind of, like, giving details on it. Mm -hmm. But, like, we had a good time. And then we went and got ice cream, because who doesn't like ice cream? I love ice cream. Yeah, man, there's a place, it's called, I don't know if you've ever been there, it's called Jenny's. It's on 19th and Walnut. I have not been there. Um, So they do, they, like, they make their own ice cream, and it, they do, like, different flavors pretty regularly. Um, they do have some gluten-free flavors that are, like, mm. cake-based flavors. Um, but, like, I had one, it was sweet cream and biscuits and peach jam. And it was delicious. Sweet and I got... cream, biscuits, and that's it. That does sound good. Yeah. And, um, I, th- like, you can get two, two different flavors. Um, so I had that, and I had a brambleberry crisp, which I don't know what a brambleberry is, but it was good. And the crisp was just, like, little crunchy things inside the ice cream, um. In a, a waffle cone bowl, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like that, that place is, we've only been there a couple of times, but oh, I've always had good ice cream from there. Nice. So yeah, overall going to that Disney exhibit, good time. Yeah. That's, that sounds like, sounds fun. Sounds neat. If you're interested in like checking out the art and all that other stuff, I, I haven't been to the Franklin in so long that I completely forgot they did special things and. Oh, did you they, not do the Harry Potter one at all? No. Damn. I haven't been there since Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. And that was, like, 2017? Probably. So you didn't do the Pixar one? I or the video so. game one? Uh, I the, I think the video game one was before Jurassic Park. No, it was after. Probably not then. No, I didn't do... I know You don't know. I know I didn't do the... The only one I remember that might have been after Jurassic Park was Marvel. Yeah, that one was definitely after Jurassic Park. Yeah, but I haven't... As far as I can remember, I haven't been there since. My mom, at one point, got us all memberships to the Franklin... Um, cause she, I guess she thought we were, we were going to be going more often with the kids and I, I didn't use it the year that she got it for us. Cause I never had time or a chance to go to the Franklin and the events, th- there were, there's only like two events a year or whatever. And we went to both of them, but I never went to the Franklin otherwise. And like, I think a membership gets you free entry or something like that. So it was like, it was kind of a waste. So actually... Um, depending on what's going on there do, and what time you're doing the special exhibit, um, the membership does actually make, 
um, doing both exhibits in the same year worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Even without oh. going to the museum. So we, we've we had the membership a couple of times over the years, um, and all we ever did were the special exhibits. We ne- One time we decided to walk through the actual museum, and, like, it's very kid-oriented. Like, there's not a whole lot to interest an adult more than one time through. Mm-hmm. Um, but we generally saved money by having the membership and just going to the special events. Yeah. Unless you do the, the, the evening ones after the museum's closed, then those are just, like, they're, like, slightly cheaper and they're just a flat rate. You don't have to pay for anything else. Yeah, but, like, I... She got us... I think we'd gone to, like, Jurassic Park and Marvel or whatever. Where it's like, we're, like, kind of back-to-back or really close. So she, she got us all the memberships and then I never went after <laughs> I'd never gone again after that. And, like, the membership that, like, I'd gotten the membership after we had gone to Marvel. So, it's just like, alright, well, I I guess I have to go to Franklin, and then I never had a chance to go to Franklin. Which, uh, yeah, I honestly, I thought you went with your brother, because I know Eric and Audrey take the kids to them all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, so, Harry Potter was post-COVID, and I was still being cautious when it came to COVID, and I didn't want to go into fucking, a crowded fucking museum with a bunch of fucking little shits during... <laughs> COVID. And I'm not talking about my nieces. I'm talking about all the rest of the fucking kids that are going to be there. Ain't no fucking way I'm going to go and do that post, like, like, barely having gotten my vaccination. No. I don't even think I was vaccinated at the time. I was not fucking doing that. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I've just stopped paying attention to the Franklin Institute in general. And there hasn't, I, but I, so, I like Harry Potter, but I don't, I don't need to go to Harry Potter stuff. And honestly, like the Harry Potter one, like we went like months later and it was still too crowded. Like it was like it was hard to have a good time at that one because there were just too many people in there at one time. It's yeah, it's Harry Potter. I knew I knew it was going to be busy no matter when you went. And I just I'm not that big a fan of Harry Potter to go to the Harry Potter event. Like, and don't get me wrong. If I if I were dating someone or whatever, and they're like, let's go see the Harry Potter. Yeah, sure. Why not? But like, I'm not gonna go myself. I'm not gonna go. I, I if if I have no, an and option, I, I get that. Like like if my family asks me to go and I have the option to not go, I'll probably just say no. I'll pass. That's why I honestly thought that um that you went with family. Oh yeah, they go they go to pretty much all of them. I'm sure they're gonna go to the Disney one. They went to the Pixar one. Like I'm I'm they, Eric and Audra go and and the kids go to all of them. Um. Not the rest of us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. I thought, knowing your family, I just assumed it was always a family outing, or your mom would be mad at you. Well, I mean, she's probably still mad at him. I cannot text her back in twenty minutes. She'll be mad at me. So, <laughs> why are you getting my texts? Why aren't you texting me back, Mom? I'm working. Yeah, but I texted you five minutes ago. Why didn't you text me back? Well, I'm texting you back now. What do you want? Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> but I'm not kidding. I'm for, not kidding. I wish I was. I know you're not. That's why it's funny. Um, but a lot. I will say, like a lot of those, a lot of those exhibits are actually a lot of fun. You just have to pick the right times to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, like the Harry Potter one. I don't think, like in retrospect, I don't know that I would do it because it was so crowded. But like even the Pixar one, which was like crowded but had too many um like there were there was too many people there but it wasn't like like 
claustrophobic crowded the way the Harry Potter one was. Even that one was fun. And, like, it was just kids running around, and everyone knows I don't like kids, but it was still, like, it was a cool exhibit to see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, d- definitely worth checking out the Disney 100. Like, Rich, if you want to treat yourself to a night out, I recommend going to the Disney 100 on, like, a Saturday evening, get, like, the 631, you know, take a little walk down to, um, like I said, Walnut and 19th, get yourself some ice cream afterwards. It's a delight. You'll you'll love it. We'll see. We'll see. Just saying. It's a, it's a great time. <laughs> I'll take your um, word for it. We're almost at two hours. Do you want to talk about the 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 Flash and Mando next week? Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. All right. Because um, maybe I'll catch up on the Flash by then. Probably not, because the one episode is missing. <laughs> if, if episode seven doesn't go up, then I don't know. But yeah, so that's going to do it for this week. Um, next week will be our book club, where we're going to talk about Super 8. Yeah, that's what it's called, Super 8. Um, but in the meantime, if you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, places like that. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what's your streaming stuff look like? Uh, you can check me out twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday generally, unless I decide to change up plans for whatever reason. Uh, still playing Apex till the end of the season as of right now. Might sprinkle in the occasional Monster Hunter here or there. Uh, we'll also talk about you having to go check out my YouTube. Um, so you, you can hear about all that on stream. All right. And with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See yous.